Welcome back in, Dynasty Fantasy Football players. Welcome to Flex Appeal, Dynasty Fantasy Football, the flexiest podcast out there for Dynasty purposes. I am Ethan Paul, your host, joined by our new interim tag removed uh, host, Jay Ryder. Jay, welcome in. How's it going, Ethan? Hey, I'm excited, dude. NFL Draft is about 30 days away. How pumped are you? Oh, I'm very pumped about this. Now it's grind time. This is where we literally have to dig through everything that we know about these players to make sure we are, you know, 100% satisfied with what we see with the eye test, the numbers, the whole nine. Because once they land with their teams, watch out. It's go time. I mean, all right. We're gonna, today we're going to cover quarterbacks and wide receivers. Um, just general thoughts about those two positions before we get into our, our, our big boards here. Uh, college wide receiver is a tricky position to evaluate because mm-hmm. most of the time you have these talented athletes going up against, in some divisions, poor cornerback play. Right. For, I mean, if you watch any tape, you'll see that right off the back. And the same thing kind of with the quarterbacks. These quarterbacks, they don't get hit. They pretty much do seven-on-seven seven drills all summer long. Right. So they're ready to start throwing the ball. And in some of these uh, conferences, they'll throw the ball – you know, 500 times it feels like in a, right. a season. Right, or in a game sometimes. Yeah. Like Will Greer with West, West Virginia, he's on my top five list, barely, but he's kind of one of those guys. He plays in the Big Ten. They don't play defense in the Big Ten. He probably throws it 50 times a game. I don't know. I know what you mean. Uh, wide receivers, though, I do see, think you can draw easier parallels to the NFL success. Quarterbacks, it's like, oh, man, I don't know. He's got a cannon, but he doesn't move his feet well. Da, 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 da. Wide receivers, it's like, all right, he's huge. He'll probably be all right. 50-50 balls. Go- there are some things you can do in the NFL if you have that raw ability. So maybe you can't do it quarterback. Uh, let's start with quarterbacks first. Today, for the listeners, by the way, you can follow us at, uh, at Flex Appeal Show on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us or take a look at our boards, we'll post them uh, after this recording. Just so you guys know, we're going to do a top five QB board. We're going to do mine and Jay's. And then we're going to do a top ten wide receiver board, uh, mine and then Jay's. So you get two Dynasty players' opinions on their big boards. That's how we'll break it down for you guys. Jay, let's start with the quarterbacks. You and I, right off the bat, disagree on who's the number one guy in this class. Who's your number one? Mine is Dwayne Hoskins out of the Ohio State University. The. You have to say it with some, like, some, the. I will not. <laughs> All right, why is he your number one? Uh, you know, he only had one year starting under his belt. I know Kyler Murray did too. Any concern about experience coming from Ohio State's system with Urban Meyer? Any, any, what's your red flags with him? Um, they do have red flags, but it's not as bad as what some quarterbacks have in this draft. He uh, completed 70% of his passes, the same, exact same almost as Baker Mayfield last year. Mm-hmm. He lit it up with 50 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. Yeah. He's 6'3", 231, so he can definitely take the pounding, and he's got big hands at 9 inches. So I like everything I saw about him. I, I really enjoy seeing him throw the ball. He has a nice touch on all his balls, mm-hmm. and he didn't play in the worst conference in college. So yeah. his competition was pretty good. Yeah, Big Ten's tough. 4,800 yards in the Big Ten is pretty, is pretty good. Look, my wife is from Columbus, Ohio, so I watch a lot of Ohio State football. Here's the only thing that I don't like when I watch this tape. He doesn't throw the ball down the field as much as you'd want him. Because in Urban Meyer's system, it's a lot of dink and dunk, you know, at the line of scrimmage, five yards past the line of scrimmage, you know, quick quick spread throws. Can he sit in the pocket, step up in the pocket, and deliver the ball down the field is my only concern. You know, he was a bit of a system guy at Ohio State. The numbers are there. The measurables are there. Could he be the New York Giants' future QB? Absolutely. But that's the only thing I want to see, you know, when he does get in the game in the NFL. I have Kyler Murray number one on my on my big board. And for fantasy purposes, in real life, Haskins might be the better quarterback. But in fantasy, give me the guy who can run like Mike Vick and throw it 
like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, call me crazy. Have you seen this guy's deep ball? This is a guy I like because he throws the ball deep, he puts it on the money, and he looks like Mike Vick when he runs. I do agree with that. My, yeah. my comparison to him uh-huh. is Russell Wilson. I can see him being the next Russell Wilson. Okay. But I can also see him not taking enough steps in the NFL and maybe going back to baseball or something. <laughs> right. He, he makes me nervous. I, I'm not saying don't – but definitely in a super flex league, you're drafting this guy. Right. Top, in the five, top five, top pick. six, yeah. But in a one-quarterback league, he, he's mid-second round, I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, only in a one-quarterback one league. He's not – he doesn't definitely blow me off the page. He he's quick, he's got a good arm, he's got he's got decent size, but he's only five ten. Yeah, right. I mean, Drew Brees is our quarterback, and we don't have a problem with it. So yeah, right. I, I I mean, I like what I see. I see very good potential, but like I said, I like to look at the overall stats mm-hmm. and especially uh, completions, completion percentage, seventy percent. That that's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. Murray had sixty nine percent. So yeah, well, that's why he's ranked number two. To, well, that's why he's ranked number one in my eyes. Yeah. Hey-o! I made a 69 joke, listeners. Uh, we'll have to put the explicit tag on this podcast episode. <laughs> he had 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He he rushed for, um, well, let's see if I have it here. Shoot, I don't know how much he rushed for. That can't be right. 686 yards. That was probably the wrong number. We'll Google that. But anyway, I like him as the number one guy because of his rushing ability. When things break down for a young quarterback, what do they do? They scramble. And in fantasy, you get double the points for rushing than you do for you know for passing. You get one point for 10 yards, whereas you only get one point for every 20 or 25 for throwing. So uh, I think Kyler Murray's number one of my eyes. But regardless, I have Haskins number two. You and I both think that uh, Haskins and Murray are one and two on everybody's board. And then after that, it's a complete crapshoot that we're probably not going to be sniffing around. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, there's nobody after the top two guys that I see being a, a day one starter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all decent. They can all be decent backups in a, in a good system, but they're all system guys. They have to find the right system for each one of them. Right. I agree. Who's your number three on your big board? Mine's Drew Locke out of uh, Missouri. Okay. Um, Height 6'3", weight 228. So he's got the size to play in the NFL. He also ran a four six a 4.69 40, which isn't bad for a quarterback. So, like I said, if he's a system quarterback, if he can move in the pocket. Uh, what, what makes me really worried about him, though, is he struggles to complete the, the, for, the further passes. As far as like a 20-yard out or right. a 15-yard out or, you know, the post, flat, the post routes. And the flag routes deep down the field. He struggled on that. He he overthrew a lot and underthrew a lot. Something that can be learned how to do in the NFL, but you can't teach accuracy. I mean, I'm not I, look. I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't watched a ton of Duke games. The dude looks like he has the size to throw the ball down the field, but you know you can't teach accuracy. I'm with you there. And his numbers were kind of, you know, uh, ugh, 2,600 yards, 22 touchdowns. You know what I mean? It's like it's not a very good stat line. 61 percent of his passes. He's one of those guys I think that, you know, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You're talking about, you're not talking about Daniel Jones. I'm looking at my number three guy. You're talking about Greer. I'm, no, I'm talking about Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Wow. See, this is how interchangeable <laughs> these guys are in my eyes. All right, let me get down to Locke. Okay, we watched him at Missouri. Yes, I agree. He's an athletic, you know, mobile kind of, you know, white guy, so to speak. But yeah, deep ball, questionable. Real quick, before we get to my number three, which is Daniel Jones, spoiler alert. Kyler Murray, I thought I was high on the rushing totals. He rushed it 140 times uh, last season for 1,001 yards and 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he have like a 99-yard rush against um, one of the teams in like the last game of the season? Could have been. Yeah, he tore. He, he rushed in one game for over 200 yards, I believe. So yeah. 
He's definitely he, he's got the, he's he's athletic. Yeah, he's definitely that's what yeah. I'm saying. That the upside is that rushing the ball, especially if things break down. All right, back to our number three guys. Daniel Jones, who I was looking at, is my number three guy. The numbers are underwhelming: twenty six hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, sixty one uh, percent completion percentage. I think right here though, it, it, his quarterback coach was uh, what's his face that coached the Mannings. Um, I don't even I can't remember his name. I should have wrote that down. My bad. Anyway, the same guy that coached Peyton Manning coached this guy. David Cutcliffe. There you go. Is the head coach at Duke. Uh, he's 6'5", 221. So he's your prototypical, you know, Phillip Rivers type build, you know, tall quarterback stand in there. He's got all the physical tools. He's more of a, you know, what he could be type prospect. Not necessarily what, what has he done in the last three years in college. So. I have Daniel Jones only because he's coached up by the same guy as Peyton Manning, really. Like I said, three through five for me are all interchangeable, and I don't like any of these guys. Personally, I'm not going to be drafting any of them, but if I had to pick a number three, it's Daniel Jones. I actually have Drew Locke at number four. so And I have Daniel Jones at, at number uh, there four you go. for me. So you already gave me your thing on Drew Locke. You want to touch on Daniel Jones real quick, and I'll bounce down to Drew Locke? Yeah, Daniel Jones isn't. He's he's also has a size, which that's what you want to see in right. a, a quarterback that doesn't have the athletic ability like Murray. So mm-hmm. he he actually only threw 20, 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions. He only threw for twenty six hundred yards. Yeah, the numbers stink. Yeah. yeah, he he really didn't light up any scoreboards. Didn't light up any stats. He just he's a poor quarterback, and uh, I think that's what you would want as a backup in this league, the size, the measurables. Uh-huh. He definitely has the arm strength. I did like that on the, the, on his film, but I, I don't – he's yeah. not – Not excited. No. He's not an exciting prospect like, like a Kyler Murray. I understand. Drew Locke, this is why I got him flip-flopped. He also completed 61% of his passes, but he had more, you know, 3,500 yards, 28 touchdowns. He also rushed for six. So I guess you're making a good case to move Drew Locke up to number three in my board because that mobility – like I said, plays better in fantasy, so at least early on in their career. All right, five, uh, I have Will Greer at West Virginia, and you have a guy that I've never heard of. So why don't you start and give the listeners a name that they should start studying up on? I have Clayton Thorson uh-huh. out of Northwestern. Wow. He, uh, he completed 61% of his passes for 3,183 yards. Now his touchdown-to-interception ratio wasn't that great, yep. but he is – raw as can be he 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 played very well in 2018 uh I thought for sure that his 2017 season looked a little bit better Mm -hmm. he didn't have his highest completion ratio but his uh, wide receivers were better in 2018 so I, I like what I see out of him like I said he's not a starter he's not a day one guy he's a guy that can develop though in a the right situation if he steps in he can win a job but it's not anytime soon he, like I said, he's yeah. raw. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, too, I wonder, you know, if his – well, he played in the Big Ten. That's tough. The talent around him probably wasn't great at Northwestern. No. I mean, look, this is a project guy. He'd probably be a backup at the NFL for a year or two and then might get a shining moment later on down the road. Yeah. Uh, my thing is, in Dynasty Fantasy, I mean, man, it better be a deep bench or a, or a 17-man league. You know, it better be one of these big – or a super flex where you're drafting a handcuff if he goes to the Giants, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But I, I, that's deep. I mean, you reach deep to find this guy. My eyes. Um, my number five is Will Greer, uh, West Virginia. I just like the way the dude plays. He kind of, kind of reminds me of like a Baker Mayfield, the way he acts. You know, obviously he's still a little raw. Sixty-seven percent, thirty-eight hundred yards, thirty-seven touchdowns, six-two, two seventeen. He's in that West Virginia, you know, offense. Like I said, in the Big Twelve, no defenses, but. 
I just like the dude's attitude. I like, you know, it's kind of fun to watch. So might be one, like if you're going to, that number five quarterback, you're looking at the fourth or fifth round of your rookie drafts, you know, maybe fourth, early fourth round. If you're loaded at everything else and you, you know, you got an old aging quarterback, maybe you take a stab at your guy, Thorson or Will Greer, depending on where they land too, could uh, shake it up a bit. Any other thoughts on the quarterback class? I mean, what about the NC State kid, Ryan Finley? He's getting some, you know, some uh, love I mean, as a second round pick in the NFL draft. Me, quarterbacks are kind of like my tight ends. If you listen to last week's episode, you know I'm not a big fan. Right. Uh, especially in this class, to me, there's only two guys. Yeah, me too. I, did, I, you, I, did you hear about this uh, Tyree Jackson, this quarterback out of Buffalo? Is that the one that's like 6'7? 6'7, 250. Yeah, His hands are 10 inches. Yeah. He's got the largest hands in the class. Let's like see. Like a Jamarcus yeah. Russell. He, he, look, he played at Buffalo. He, he skipped his senior year to declare for the draft. Smart, because next year the quarterback class is much much better with uh, Tua and, and the Georgia kid. And his, and his combine on the throwing drills, he didn't look that bad. He yeah. can sling it. Yeah. I mean, it helps to be 6'7 and 10-inch hands. Here's the bad thing, though. It, when you're playing at Buffalo and you only complete 55% of your passes, you're raw, okay? Yeah. But, hey, 6'7", 250. Apparently he's a freak athlete. You know, you never know. Uh, so anyway, names to keep your eyes on for the quarterback position. Before we get to the wide receivers, Jay, I just want to tell the listeners, uh, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. Don't be selfish. Share the pod with your buddies in your league. And also, if you guys want to ask us some uh, trade questions or you know uh, questions about our big boards, and, and we'll obviously post them on Twitter is the best way to get to us, at Flex Appeal Show. All right, Jay, uh, wide receivers. Before we start on the wide receivers, I'm going to do my top 10 board. You're going to have your top 10 board. It's clear to me that, you know, you look at these message boards, you look at these rankings online, you Google anything, there are different wide receivers in different positions all over the place. You and I don't agree on these things. There's not a consensus number one guy until draft day, potentially, when one of these guys lands with the Colts or the 49ers or, you know, a good matchup with a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah I agree 100% with this class. Uh, wide receivers, every guy in their, your top 10 has some sort of talent. Right. But they're all guys that has to land in the right spot to move around. I right. mean, come draft day, a guy that might get drafted in the third round might that might only be ten on my list might move up in my top five. Right. Because it's only about landing spots. There's not one guy that is Unero number one. All right. So in my eyes, Unero numero one oh is DK Metcalf, the physical freak out of Ole Miss. It pains me to say this as an LSU Tiger fan, but Look, I have Metcalf number one on my big board, uh, my overall big board, and my wide receiver big board. He is the top prospect in my eyes in Dynasty Fantasy Football this season. Let me tell you why. 6'3", 228. The dude is huge. If you've seen a picture of him, he is he is jacked. Google it, okay? The dude is ripped. He ran a 4-3-3 40-yard dash. So let me get this straight. He's huge, and he runs like lightning. Okay, check, check. And then... He has the numbers to back it up. He only played seven games and Ole Miss with a neck injury last year. He missed the rest of the season, but he had 26 catches for 570 yards. That's a 21.8 yards per catch average and five touchdowns on an Ole Miss team that was pretty garbage. I think Metcalf has the physical tools to do it. I think he has the speed to do it, and he's shown that he can go get the ball and he could probably play the slot outside, whatever. He's versatile. You know, these kids coming out of college in these spread offenses nowadays have done it all. He probably played quarterback in high school and running back in peewee. So not worried about Metcalf's athleticism. Your thoughts on Metcalf? Metcalf is my number five wide receiver. That's right. You heard it right. And on most sites, he's, he's the number one guy. Right. 
But I'll tell you why he's my number five. Okay. He he only played seven games this, right, this year. Sure. He's never been healthy. Okay. He never can stay healthy. He he reminds me of a bodybuilder. One okay. percent body fat. I think he came in at the combine. Yeah, I think it was. I think that was. It was like two. It was like two point two. Okay. It was, it was low. It so, was extremely low. So in football, you uh-huh. you it's hard to recover from an injury whenever you have that le- that least amount of body fat. Mm-hmm. You get cramps. Your body. You have to drink so much water to keep up with it. And what I'm worried about is the injury problem that he keeps having over and over again every year. He only had 26 catches this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he did have seven catch, seven, right? Five so, touchdowns. Five to, I'm sorry. Five touchdowns on right. 26 catches. But the injuries to me are the most important thing. If I'm drafting a guy in the top three mm-hmm. picks in my startup, or not, sorry, not startup, a rookie in draft. a rookie draft, I want this guy to be reliable. I want to make sure that year in and year out, he's going to be there for me. Yeah. I understand. Okay. Touchdowns. What would get you the most points in fantasy football? Touchdowns. Why can't this guy step in right away and be a legitimate red zone threat, like touchdown every week type guy? You know, I'm not saying he's going to score 16 touchdowns, but you know what I mean? Like every week, he's a viable threat to score a touchdown because when the team gets within 10 yards of the end zone, they're looking for the big physical freak on the outside, a la Des Bryant, you know, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, these big type receivers that we've seen in the past. I, I, I could see that happening, right. but I can also see Will Fuller. Okay. Blows up for a, 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 a lot of touchdowns yeah. in a short stretch, gets injured, misses right. three, four weeks. So the injury history scares you yes. and the lack of fat. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I know. Uh, who's your number one on your on your big board? Mine is uh Nikhil uh, Harry. Okay. Nikhil Harry, Arizona State guy. I like it. Why do you have a number one? Uh, he's got the measurables. He's six two two twenty eight. He ran a four point five three forty. So, which was good for a big man. Yes, he's a big man. He's shown very nice hands. He had caught uh, seventy three passes for a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. So, you would like to see the touchdowns up a yeah. little bit more, but the team used him as a reception guy. Right. I Possession. mean, I I believe that he can go into the next level and be that slot guy on a team, rack up a lot of. Catches and then whenever they get closer to the end zone, they may you know start doing some type of chicker, uh, trickery with them. I'm sorry, trickery, trickery. with them. And uh, I, I like him. I, I really do. I, I think this guy's talented. Oh, you have him number one on your wide receiver board. I like Harry too. I think he's a little raw. I mean, talk about Metcalf being raw. Harry's really raw. I mean, he he's is. from another country. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Arizona State, not very good. His number, yes, his touchdowns would have been higher on a better team. If you put him on Ohio State, the dude probably scores 19 or 20 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. You know, probably he's breaking records. Um, but yeah, I do like him. I have number three on my big board. He has the size and speed. He has the numbers to back up the talk. Um, I just think he's, he's really raw. I mean, he's, he's not a quick twitch guy in the NFL today. Cornerbacks in the NFL are going to be just as good as him. You know, you have to be able to create separation. The, 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 the best in the game today are Antonio Browns, you know, new Hopkins. These guys have twitch to to their game and they can get off, you know, get some separation. Harry doesn't really have that, but I'm going to use my same argument I made for Metcalf. I could totally see Harry being a, a red zone threat early in his career and just, you know, you're counting on touchdowns. I know that's not, you know, reliable in fantasy, but could see a ton of touchdowns early in his career until he develops the route tree and the, the nuances of, the, of and, the position. And that's why I do like him in the slot. I mean, most guys can learn how to run a slant yeah. or a little three yard out, three yard in, right, and get right over the middle and sit there. And right. I, I can see this guy with his size being able to do that. Man, 6'2", 228 in the slot, that's a huge slot player. That's like Jordan Matthews it's type like Larry, Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. I, I'm, 
What, I, I could see it again, happening it goes, with this guy. It, it, where, where does he get drafted? You know right. what I mean? Right. I mean, that's how every guy is. Right, but, right. If he yeah. goes to the, let's just use the home team, the Saints, yeah, he may profile well in the slot with uh, Michael Thomas on the outside, sure. But if he goes to a team that needs a true number one, a big body on the outside, like the Niners. Yeah, this guy's. I don't see him being right. a true number one. And he's my number one on my draft, and I don't think he's a true number like one. Like outside receiver, Julio yeah. Jones type. No, I don't. Th- you don't think any of these guys can be? Why do you have him number one? I think he's got the most talent in this uh, draft. As you're saying. Okay. Like, so right now you're raw, going on talent. But he's got yeah. the most talent. That's Until I see where these guys land, every guy that I'm ranking is talent-wise. Right, right, talent. We're going off I'm of looking over everything that they played with and who they played with, who they played against. And as far as talent-wise, this guy stood out. Right, okay. I like him. I have number three on my board. So you have uh, Harry as number one. I have Metcalf. I have A.J. Brown as number two, the other Ole Miss guy. And Nikhil Harry as three. Who's your two and three? My two is Paris Campbell and Akeem Butler. All right, so I knew you were high on Butler, but, okay, sell me on Paris Campbell. I mean, I like the kid, too. Why is he your number two? I like his size. Uh, His weight is 205, and he runs a 431. Okay. So he's got a a little bit more size. He's a burner guy. So I I see him being a DJ Moore. I really do. All right. I, I, I could see him going into a system and immediately be rising up and making plays. Yeah. I think he could be a year one guy. Okay. He's got the talent. He's got the hands. He's got the speed. Why can't he do it? Yeah, right, right, right. I understand. I get it. I love him. I watched him at Ohio State. 4-3-1-40 is incredible. He had 90 catches for a, a, over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns at Ohio State. Um, I have a number seven on my board, and, and I guess this is just personal preference. All of my guys at the top of my board are huge. They're the 6'3", 6'5", 6'2". They're all over 220. I like big wide receivers. I want Julio Jones, Des Bryant, Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, right? It seems like you're favoring uh, speed here at the number two slot, which I, I totally understand. I do like Paris Campbell, and I agree with everything you said. I just personally like some of the bigger guys ahead of him. Uh, but that is that is I mean, I haven't seen Paris Campbell as the number two wide receiver in a lot of spots. So definitely a ballsy call. Who's your number three? Mine is Akeem Butler. I'm I'm really okay. high on this guy. Yeah. Tell me why, because I have him at four, but I'm still not in love with him. I'm just six, five, two twenty seven. I just kind of I put him up there because of the size. I've seen him on tape, but he seemed kind of stiff at the combine. I don't know. Why do you like him so much? I mean, he played for a smaller school in uh, Iowa State. So he's yeah. never played, and he's never been in the spotlight like some of these guys. So at the Combine, I believe his nerves were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did run a 4.48, 6.5, 227. It's pretty talented. Now, in game film, he does look as fast as 4.4, four, four, sorry, 4.48. Four, 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 right, gotcha. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, he does look that fast, and he's not afraid to go up and get the ball. He's like – his hands are smoother than Lil Jordan Humphreys. Right. I, I compare them to the same size. I compare them to almost everything. But this guy has a lot overall more talent. Yeah. He's smooth in his routes. He can definitely make good breaks. I, I liked everything I saw on his tape. Uh, he, had, he only had 60 receptions, but he had 1,318 yards with yeah. nine touchdowns. That's over 20 yards a catch. At 1,300 yards at Iowa State is nothing to be – you know, to be nothing to scoff at. No, and their quarterback play was board. pretty poor over there. You, and yeah, oh yeah, it's, I mean it's Iowa State. How yeah. many blue, you know, blue blood prospects come out of Iowa State? Earlier in the week, you were drinking, but you told me that Butler was going to be your number one. You lied to me. What's preventing this guy from getting up to the top of your board? Well, I mean, if he lands in the, okay. the best team, I mean, yeah. If he if he goes to a team that is needing that strong yeah. number wide receiver two, 
I believe that he can definitely become that guy. Like a complimentary guy on across the way from uh, Hopkins or Adams or yes, like definitely. a, or a he, number got, one guy like the Jets or the, you know, the Giants need a big body or something, you know. I don't I don't know if he he's still like I said he played for Iowa State so he's never really faced that type of competition right. every week. I don't know if he's a guy that can beat out a double team. Right, right, right. But I think that with his speed and size, he can overpower whenever he's one-on-one with a cornerback, yeah. either running a streak or a post, and he's got good enough routes to break an out route anytime he needs and catch the ball and move up the field. Yeah, I see what you're saying. See, I'm looking for true number ones, like can beat the double team kind of guys. We, we skipped my number two. I'll go back to it. I had Metcalf number one. I have A.J. Brown number two. Both of those guys, I think, can beat double teams with their physicality. That's why I like them. A.J. Brown, six foot, 226, played in the slot at Ole Miss. I think he could be that type of, you know, Jordan Matthews, Arthur Gerald, kind of like you're projecting Harry uh, in the slot. And, and he probably has a size to move outside if they need him. Four four nine forty. Again, anything under four five for these huge dudes is, is positive for me. 85 catches, 1,320 yards, six touchdowns at Ole Miss. Now, granted, Metcalf was gone half the year, so his production probably saw a bump. Um, see, at the top two or three here, I'm looking for, like, number one guys. Metcalf, Brown, and Harry, to me, are, like, they could be true number ones. You put any one of those three guys on San Francisco's team, they can be the number one for Garoppolo. That's you know that's what I'm looking for. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I just don't see it with this class. A true number one in their first. year. Well, we're not. Two. We're not going to know until four years from now exactly. which one of these guys turns yeah. out to be the next AJ Green or Julio Jones or right. na- name your you know Odell Beckham's whatever. Uh, Paris Campbell may be may be the next Jarvis Landry. We have no idea yet, but I, I understand what you're saying. All right. So to recap. Uh, my top four are uh, Metcalf out of Ole Miss, Brown out of Ole Miss, Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State, and Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State. Your top four were? Nikhil Harry, uh-huh. uh, Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell, Hakeem Butler, Butler, and Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown at four comes in for you. I have him at five. Um, his nickname is Hollywood, so he's got that going for him. Why do you like him at four? I can see him being uh, Tyree Clone, to tell you the truth. Uh, five nine. 166. So very nerve-wracking yeah. to know that this Small guy dude. is going to be going up against possibly and even doing crossing routes over the middle. Right. At 166. But he had uh 75 receptions for 1318 yards and 10 touchdowns. So the stats are there. Mm-hmm. He he's proven that he can do it. And most people say that he was the fastest guy they ever seen on a football field. Yeah. He he uh did have the injury. Do you have an injury? Yes. Let me look at it. I believe I, that he he had torn his. It might even be that that foot injury that uh, Des Bryant had. Oh, had Achilles? No, no. Let me look. Well, t- keep talking about him. I'll I'll find it here. Yeah. So if I read it right, sorry, I didn't have it pulled up on the laptop. That's all right. But uh, he he's he played with uh Baker Mayfield last year and Kyle Murray this year. So he's played with two talented quarterbacks. Both years is June. Oh, I see it. The Liz Frank injury. Right. That's that foot injury yeah, that yeah. players, I think Greg Olson has it. Uh, yeah. Th- Julio. Does that concern you for a speed guy like him? It does concern me. But yeah. as far as talent-wise, this guy's in my top four. I agree. I have him at five. I mean, I think he's a playmaker. His name's Hollywood for a reason. I think yes. he could be like a, 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 a in between a Tyreek Hill and a D.D. Westbrook. That's, you know, anywhere in between there is my range for him. I think you can see that type of player. Some people are comping him. You comped him to T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller. He's not just a go-route guy, though. He's actually fun to watch. 
but he but he is a speed guy. Four three five in the forty. I have him at five. I'm not complaining at all. Having him at four, I have him at five. You know, who's your number five? So we can round out both of our top fives. Met Metcalf. Metcalf. Okay. So there you have it. So Metcalf, Brown, Harry Butler, and Marquise Brown, and you. The only difference is you have Paris Campbell up in the top five, but you have all the other same guys. AJ Brown's not in the top five for you. Uh, where does he fall on your board? He's my number six. Okay, so six. You have um, AJ Brown on the outside. Is it because he's a slot receiver, or I mean, wh- you know, why do you have him a little lower than everybody else? He's a slot wide receiver, a hundred percent. Yeah, and with. Metcalf going down this year, he was pretty much thrown to 15 times a game, Yeah, I believe. Yeah. And he played with Ole Miss, which they were down yeah. a lot of the season. Yeah, they stink. So they were throwing the ball late in every game, yeah. racking up the catches, racking up the yards. Uh, he, he, he showed well in some films, and then he showed poorly in some films to me. Yeah. I, I just – he kind of reminds me of a, of a Cobb. Like a like a Randall like a bigger Randall Cobb, bigger Randall Cobb, a guy that he that can, can do show it. up yeah. and play hard, and you're like, man, I wish that guy was on my team. And then yeah. the next week, you're like, why did I trade a second round pick for this guy? Yeah, I understand. I completely understand. Um, you know what AJ Brown is to me? Look, in 2017, he had 75 catches for 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. If you rewind the clock to last off season and before, Cortland Sutton going into the off season last year was the number one wide receiver on a lot of people's boards. You know, for so long, he was the number one. Then as we got closer to the NFL draft and to the offseason, people started getting bored of Sutton. They were like, they started picking holes in his game and trying to find like, you know, like somebody else that they could put at number one. Sutton, it was Sutton fatigue is what what Jacob and I called it uh, last year in last year's shows. I think A.J. Brown is suffering from the same thing. He's been dominant at Ole Miss for three years. You know, he's just, he's always there. He's slow and steady. He flashes here and there. He was the number one guy on people's boards last year for this class. And then as we got closer to this offseason, Metcalf looks amazing. Harry is huge. Oh, this Butler kid is 6'5". You know, they started vaulting over this guy for no reason in my eyes. That's why I have him at number two on my board. It's just brown fatigue. But I get it. Look, two to six, not that much of a difference. No. And you're still talking about you're going to get him somewhere in the top ten of this of this dynasty draft. So I don't hate it. My number six is a guy that's not even in your top ten, spoiler alert, fans. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside out of Stanford, 6'2", 225. He ran a 4.57 at the, at the combine. That's a little slower than some of these other guys. He's actually the slowest guy combine-wise. Uh, the second slowest guy, looks like, on this whole top 10 list for me. He's not a burner, but the dude is a monster. He reminds me of a Mike Evans coming out of Texas A&M. He's huge. He goes get the ball. He scores touchdowns. 63 catches, 1,053 yards. 14 touchdowns on a run-heavy team in Stanford that only throws to tight ends? Yes, please. Not to mention that they're a pro-style offense, so he's already played in a pro-style offense. I like Arcego Whiteside, which I think his nickname is Jaws. You go, J-A-W, at number six. But you don't even have him in your top ten. What's your beef with with, with my man Arcego Whiteside, Jay? He was the the best wide receiver on the field for Stanford. Uh And it... It never really sh- seemed like they wanted to feature him. They never wanted to seem like... It's Stanford. They feature tight ends. That's what they do. They're boring. They didn't have Bryce Love. They didn't really have a tight end this year. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback play, yeah, probably wasn't the best. But whenever you have a player that everybody's talking about and there's poor play around him, that should be the guy you're going after. And to me, it never seemed like they were trying to target him so much and so often. He's... Sh- 
He struggled whenever he played against tougher competition. Yes, the 14 touchdowns look amazing on paper. Mm-hmm. But when you're the only player, you're going to get those red zone targets all day right. long. Okay. I get uh, it. The year before, he only had 48 catches. Yeah. Still, he didn't come out and stand out, didn't separate the yeah, pack. But he had pack. nine touchdowns that year. He, he's not going to get 100 catches like Paris Campbell because he's not at Ohio State. He's at Stanford. This is the most boring. That's like the West Coast Miami Dolphins. Nobody cares about them. They are always average, and every now and then they surprise some people. I, I may be <laughs> wrong about this guy, but uh, he, he definitely was the best athlete on the field for yeah. them. But can he do it? That's right. that's that's my biggest if, and I, I just didn't see I it. mean, you wouldn't take a poor man's Mike Evans? I mean, a you would at the Mike right Evans. price. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're just not in the top six wide receiver group. No. All right. Who's your number six? Did we talk about that already? Uh, Yes, we talked about mine. Mine was Brown. Okay. Uh, AJ Brown, number six. Who's your seven? My guy is Riley Ridley. Woo! Out of Georgia. A Ridley. Um, Ethan doesn't like the Ridley boys. I don't don't really understand why. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I'm a fan. Uh, he his forty time was kind of surprising to me. He's only six one, one ninety nine. He uh, ran a four five eight, yeah. which I believe did hurt him. Yeah, me too. Uh, he only had forty four catches for five hundred seventy yards and nine touchdowns in a Georgia's team that looked really talented, especially with Jake Fromm throwing the ball. Yeah, uh, but there, but there is a lot of weapons over there at Georgia. Uh, he looked good on tape. He looked like he can. Be the guy that's going to go over the middle and catch those hard balls. He's done it several times. He's a good route runner, just like his brother. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? That's how you're ending your argument? Oh, yeah. Just like his brother. Um, Look, all right. Okay, first of all, I don't hate the Riley brothers, okay? I don't like Calvin Ridley because he's a poser. Because I jump higher in the vertical than Calvin Ridley, okay? Poser. Riley Ridley, my problem with him is... On a good passing attack in Georgia, I know they ran the ball a lot, but they had a good overall offense. 44 catches, okay, well, maybe he wasn't featured. Maybe he had a ton of yardage. No, only 57, uh, uh, 570 yards. So he didn't have a lot of yards. He didn't have a lot of big play, you know, uh, yards per catch. Let me see, 570 divided by uh, 44. Only 12 yards per catch. Okay, maybe he caught a lot of touchdowns. No, only nine touchdowns, single digits. So the numbers just aren't there for me. You know, that's my only knock against him. Overall, I like the prospect. He looks smooth. I like him. I think he could be similar to his brother, Calvin Ridley. I have him at number 10 on my big board, if that makes you feel better. If I didn't like him, I'd have him at number 20. It does. But I I did hear a stat whenever Georgia was needing a big play, needing a guy to catch a first down, move the sticks, it was this guy. Yeah. And that's what I like to see in a wide receiver, A, a team that wants to go out and say, hey, I'm throwing you the ball and you have to catch it. Yeah. And that's what he does. No, I understand. I, I I watched him a lot. I do like him. He's a playmaker. I get it. It's just he might be – we talk about some of these guys being raw. I think he might be like a year, two, or three. Remember, like Chris Godwin now coming into year three is getting a lot of love in dynasty communities. I do like that. that but comment. but year yeah. one, he was not ready. You know, he was, he was fourth and fifth on that depth chart. He was just a project player, you know. I think Riley Ridley could have benefited from going back to Georgia for one more year. Oh, yes, I agree. He should have went. He He might now be a developmental kind of guy in, you know, year two or three of his career. You finally see some, some, uh, you know. So I just don't like taking Riley Ridley, a guy that you might have to wait on as your sixth highest, you know, seventh highest uh, wide receiver. That's all. My number seven is Paris Campbell. I have Riley Ridley at 10. My eight and nine, uh, I think we're similar here. I have Debo Samuel. You all right? Tebow Samuel out of South Carolina at eight, and Kelvin Harmon out of North uh, NC State at nine. Who's your eight and nine? 
My eight is a guy that's not on your list, actually. Okay. Miles Boykin out of uh, Notre Dame. That's Boykin. where our... Uh, got to give that guy a nickname. <laughs> he's a 6'3", 220, yeah. so he measures good. Yeah. And he ran a 4'4'2". Yeah, I like His that. Three cone was a 6.77, so he can get in and out of the breaks, and that's what the film does show with this guy. Okay. He's a, he only caught 59 balls for 872 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, I believe that his quarterback wasn't as good as last year. And uh, he showed out really well last year. He, he only had – I'm sorry. He, he showed La- up – He showed up 20, better this year yeah, than yeah, this, last this year. This past year yeah. in 2018, I, right, right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he he probably could have gone back for another year. He still had one more year left of eligibility. I think it would have really helped him. But as far as being a physical guy, a, a physical freak, he he, can't, he is this guy. He's yeah. not a Metcalf as far as measuring out and stuff. But he is, to me – the third guy in this class to be a physical freak. Like on the football field physical, right. not just measuring tape physical. Correct. Right, right. I, I like everything I saw with him. I think he can be a, a, a late second-round guy and make an NFL team very happy to have him. Yeah, no, I agree. I, look, he's again, I like him, but I think he's a little raw. I don't have him in my top ten. I think he is a developmental guy, like you said. Maybe not a year one producer. Could have some upside down the road, a la – Chris Godwin. I'm trying to think of some other late bloomers. You know, maybe um, give me some other names that took a while to blossom. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think. Got like a Marvin Jones or a Mohamed Sanu. These guys that were just like role players and then eventually had a couple of good years. You know, I think if you can get that out of Miles Boykin, that's fine because you're probably taking this guy at the end of the first, early second. And if you get two to three years of wide receiver two production, you call it a win. You know what I mean? Yeah. He may not be a superstar, but I understand where you're coming from. Again, though, a little high for me. In the top ten, I'm looking for game changers, weak winners, you know, league winners. I have Debo Samuel out of South Carolina. He's like a slightly slower Percy Harvin to me. That's all. A gadget player. You can put him anywhere. Kind of like a Randall Cobb, you know, like you said earlier, Randall Cobb. Just, I think, a little bit more talented. So, I like Debo Samuel because he can, can be a game changer. 62 catches, 882 yards, 11 TDs at South Carolina. They had a bad offense. He didn't run well, 4.4840 for a guy that's 5'11", 214. You thought he might run a look, 4.41, but we're splitting hairs. I like Debo Samuel. Uh, do you have him on your top 10 at all? Yes, he's my number nine. Number nine. There you go. So, if you watch him play, he's kind of a gadget player. Yeah. I like I like what I saw out of Debo. Uh, yeah. He's fun to watch. He's got an awesome name. Yep. Debo. I think uh, <laughs> Debo. <laughs> uh, South Carolina did feature him. They, that, yeah. He was kind of their guy that they wanted to go to, and that's, like I've said, that's what I want to see. Right. Give me a give me a leader on the field, right? We have uh, you have him at nine. Do you have Kelvin Harmon on your list at ten? Is that who you have? Yes, he's yeah. my number ten. Yeah, he's my number nine guy. NC State. You and I both said last week in last week's show we didn't really love his combine. He kind of looked slow and rigid, and he just didn't didn't we didn't see it when some people were making arguments a couple months ago that Harmon might be the number one wide receiver in this class. He didn't show it, and then you start digging in a little deeper. Yeah, he had a lot of catches. His yards per catch weren't very high. He didn't have. He had single digit touchdowns with seven. Uh, you know, four six forty at the combine. He could move up on our boards, obviously, depending on landing spot. But right now, he's number nine on my board and number ten on yours. We must be missing one. Who's your number ten? That is my number. That is your number ten. Who's your number nine? Debo. Okay, I must have breezed. Was my number eight. Okay. Here, start us at the top and give me your top 10 now. Everybody, this is Jay Ryder's top 10 wide receiver in order without interruption. Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State, Got number it. one. Two, Paris Campbell. 
Akeem Butler, mm-hmm. Marquez Brown, uh-huh. DK Metcalf, Riley Ridley, AJ Brown, Miles Boykin, Debo Samuel, and Harmon. Harmon. That's right. Boykin threw me off. I forgot you had Boykin in there. That's why I was confused. Okay. It's not a bad top 10. I mean, you have the same guys as me, except Boykin is in there. Uh, and I don't have Boykin in there. I have JJ Sega White side of my top 10. So we have one guy that differs our top 10. The rest, like we said earlier, is just a difference of where you're going to put them. And obviously, draft where they get drafted is going gonna, is gonna to make or break this. Uh, again, for the listeners, my top 10, Metcalf and AJ Brown are one and two out of Ole Miss. Nikhil Harry, uh, Arizona State, Hakeem Butler at Iowa State, Marquise Hollywood Brown. We have to start that. We have to just start calling him Hollywood. OU uh, at five. Arcega Whiteside at six. You don't have him on your list. I have him at six. Stanford. Paris Campbell out of Ohio State at seven, which seems low compared to year number two. Debo Samuel at eight. Kelvin Harmon at nine. And I guess I had to put one of the Ridley brothers in here at ten. So there's our two top ten lists. We're going to go ahead and tweet both of these out. Jeremy, any other names uh, outside of the top? I mean, would you have Arcega Whiteside at number eleven? I mean, he's yeah, even he's, close. He is. He is close to my top ten. He's All probably right. is my number eleven. Okay. Uh, at number twelve, I'd probably rank uh, Lojar and Humphreys. I know. Yeah, I like I'm, him. I'm high on him compared to most rankings. I think I saw one the other day where he was number like twenty two or twenty three. But I'm high on him. I explained to you last week why I'm high on him. Yeah. I, Go back and listen to that if y'all want to hear it, but I, I really like the guy. There's going to be some value. This class is so loaded with top-end talent at wide receiver. There's going to be some value later in your rookie drafts, early second to late second. I mean, there's a ton of guys that we haven't even mentioned. There's two wide receivers coming out of West Virginia, Sills and Jennings, that are pretty good. Um, Emmanuel Hall, that kid out of Missouri. I'm just going to surf through some names. I know we're not going to go through them all. This Boykin kid obviously is up there. Uh, you know, Ole Miss had a third wide receiver. What was his name? Um, I'll have to find it. There was a third Ole Miss wide receiver that might get some run at the NFL draft. Keep your eye on him. And then there's two other Ohio State guys as well as Paris Campbell. So there's a ton. McLaurin out of Ohio State ran a 4-3-5. Um, and there was another kid of Ohio State that was in here too. So there are a lot of names, like talented guys. That Renfro slot guy out of uh, Clemson. You know, depending on where, if he lands with the Patriots, my God, we're talking a high second round pick, you know, so. The guy from uh, Ole Miss, sorry to cut you off, was Demarcus Lodge. Lodge, that's right. And he, he actually showed really well in the combine. Mm-hmm. He probably is in my top 15, and he, uh, but as us as LSU fans, uh, when I watched his tape, I remembered him. He had several bad drops in that game. And yeah, yeah. After doing further research, he, he his hands aren't there. He needs to form him. He needs to practice on Work the machines. On right. So I think that's going to hurt him at the next level. Right. Well, LSU's a tough place to play, too, so there's that. But, yeah, I know what you mean. No excuse. You can't drop passes in the NFL. But, you know, still a physical specimen. Demarcus Lodge, he had good numbers. Look into him. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody I'm missing here. There's a couple other wide receivers out of Georgia. Uh, that Hardman kid out of Georgia ran a 4-3-3 at the combine. Could be, you know, uh, a, a kick returner, punt returner in the NFL. Little Jordan Humphrey uh, is a definitely a name to watch out of Texas. I do like him. He's in my top. He ran real slow at the combine, four seven five, and like I said, I'm just kind of flipping through a lot of these guys. And of course, there's going to be some no name school guys that we you know miss over here. But there's going to be a ton of value rounds two and three of your dynasty draft where you could pick your spots and go for some high upside wide receivers. You agree? I agree, and I believe that if you do like the bigger and stronger guys. 
they this is the class for that. Yeah. They have uh Princeton Williams out of Colorado State who had 96 catches, uh 1345 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh he ran a he his size, I'm sorry if I said it. It was 64 211 and he ran a 455. Um I I scouted him out. I watched uh, some film on him. Uh, it's Colorado State, so it's hard to measure him right. as far as everything else. But from what I understood he, and what I saw, he was the most talented player on that team. So that's a guy that's deep, fourth, late fourth, early fifth, uh, mid-fifth round guy in uh, rookie drafts. I liked him. Uh, like I said, the size in this draft is there. Yeah, there's tons of big wide receivers. The kid, the two kids out of West Virginia, uh, David Sills, 6'3", 211, and Gary Jennings, 6'1", 214. Both of them ran well at the combine. The 6'3", kid, uh, Sills, ran a 4'5", 7, uh, and Jennings ran a 4'4", 2. They both have numbers. Uh, now, they play in an air raid offense with Real Greer, but listen to these numbers. Sills caught 65 passes for 986 yards and 15 touchdowns, and Jennings had 54 catches for 917 and 13 touchdowns. So both these guys had double touchdowns. Keep your eye on the two West Virginia kids. I mean, we could have made a top 15 list. I probably have little Jordan Humphrey, the Boykin kid, maybe the two West Virginia guys, and a wild card dude at 15, maybe one of the Ohio State wide receivers. But there is a ton. When's the last time we saw a wide receiver class that you can go 15 deep on and go, okay, I can see that guy turning into the you know an all-pro wide receiver in the NFL. It's, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, um, it doesn't happen that often. We're talking like very the talented. Odell Beckham class, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a very talented class. There's no doubt about that. I, I, I'm over 100% that I watched more film than I've ever watched before in these past couple days. Yeah. Uh, so I like the talent in this class. I, I'm having trouble finding that true number one. True guy. Yeah. But I believe after the draft, it, we'll definitely find maybe one, maybe three. Yeah, maybe five. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. You never know. I, I'm excited about the draft for this wide receiver class. Yeah, though. me too. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. The worst thing that's going to happen is these some of these high-profile guys go to teams that already have established number ones. It's going to stamp out their value. Or even worse, you get what Green Bay did last year, and they draft like two of these guys or three of these guys. You know, you know what I mean? I get a team like that. So that's what we don't want to see. By the way, speaking of Green Bay, we were talking about year three, you know, late bloomers. Devontae Adams, you know, year one, year two, struggled, some drops, had a big playoff game, then he disappeared. You look at him last year, year three, you know, breakout, year four, whatever he was. So that's what we were talking about, breakout yeah. candidates. I couldn't remember any. Yeah, he's definitely a, a the breakout candidate. Right, the definition of yeah, a late bloomer. Everything. Right, right. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, look, we're going to post our uh, – don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Flex Appeal Show. We're going to post uh, both of our top ten lists for wide receivers and our top five for quarterbacks. Next week's show, we will have top five tight ends on uh, on my board and on Jay's board, and we will get to the most important position in Dynasty, in my opinion, the running back position. We will each have our personal top ten boards. We'll bring those to you next week, and we'll also post them all on Twitter. So, Jay, anything else you want to mention before we sign off? I do. Uh, this week, as far as NFL news, uh, today, Jared Cook signed with the New Orleans Saints. It was kind of rumored that he was going to sign. Yeah. They were struggling to work out a deal, but they finally got it. Sorry, Dan Arnold owners. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> as a Saints fan, I'm excited about Jared. Yeah. I know it's Jared Cook and yeah, all, right. but after last year, he showed that he could do it. I thought the Saints were going to go out and possibly get one of these bigger wide receivers in this year's draft. Right, right, right. And have somebody across from Michael Thomas, but Jared Cook... Yeah, put him Drew in the Breeze. slot. Let him be a wide receiver with Breeze. Yeah, I, I like it. Big news. And then there was one more uh, item for this week we wanted to cover, right? Uh, Randall Cobb, Cobb yeah. signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
I don't know if Dak can support a, a full wide receiver crew. No, I don't think he can. And with uh, Zeke there and Maury Cooper so, soaking up everything right. that's going on in that offense, I mean, Randall Cobb could have a decent year. Yeah. A Cole Beasley type of year, in right. my opinion. Right, right, right. But uh, it's still relevant. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. A Cole Beasley type of year is perfect. That's his ceiling. Uh, you know, if anything, this hurts Amari Cooper and Zeke owners. They're like, God dang, another guy to, you know, mouth to feed for Dak. You didn't want that. You wanted Cooper and Zeke getting all the targets. And not to mention, they still have that Gallup kid that they like, the Michael rookie from Gallup. last year. So I think, I think Randall Cobb is going to be their slot guy to replace probably. Cole Beasley. Yeah, probably. And I could see Gallup still staying on the yeah, outside. running number two on the outside yeah. across from Cooper. The, the good news, like in real life, in real life football, Good signing for for Dallas. They get a nice slot guy, well rounded offense, blah blah blah. The, in the fantasy, only, not so much. The only thing that's that I didn't like is I liked Alan Hearns, and I was kind of excited to see what they would do with him. Yeah, and this kind of is going to push him out the door. Is he even? Is, is he still in a contract with Dallas? He, he's still under the contract. They're going to cut him. That I, I I think so. He has. Yeah. A, I think he's do a lot of money. Yeah. He's after the Michael Gallup breakout and him not being yeah. anywhere's in sight, but right. if they do cut him, and somebody drops him. On the on your uh, on your on your waiver wire, yeah, pick them up, pick them up because somebody will resign Allen Hearns, and somebody's gonna more than likely use them. Yeah, and you never know; you could yeah. get a nice flex player, a second flex if you if you play with the two flex league stuff like that. And it, and then also just just always keep up with your waiver. Ours isn't open right now in yeah. our home yeah. league. Most aren't. But if your league is open, check that thing daily because right now you got free agents moving around, and uh. once the draft hits and guys. Go in the mid-second round, and everybody starts building up the hype on them. Guys are going to start dropping somebody. Yeah. Or, or like today, let's say Jared Cook signs with the Saints. Well, the guy who owns – I'm just using him because this is the, the example we're used today. Dan Arnold. I know he doesn't jump off or the Josh page. Hill. Or Josh Hill, a tight end. If he goes, oh, man, they signed Jared Cook. I'm going to drop these guys and pick up blah, blah, blah. Well, if you ever on your roster, go pick up Josh Hill or Dan Arnold because Jared Cook is 33. You know, he's old. So right. you never know. You might be able to stash a long-term play because and, your buddy couldn't hold him or didn't and, want to hold and him. And always look at what the team's done in the past. This is Sean Payton's offense. Yeah. Jared Cook might be the talk this week. And then next week he's saying, man, I really like that Darnold kid. Right, 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 right. Let's put uh, Cook in the doghouse. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. Watch your buddies and watch them drop valuable assets in dynasty and then pick them up all right that's it for us guys uh thanks for listening again follow us on twitter at flexible show don't forget to subscribe and tell everybody you know about our glorious dynasty fantasy football podcast uh for jay Ryder on the other end i'm ethan paul we will see you guys next week with running backs and quarterbacks nope tight ends